Hey, everybody, and welcome to Connect the Knox. I'm your host, Julia Hurley, and today's guest is one of my all-time favorite people, one of the people in my actual hometown, Bart Howell. Bart, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Julia, thank you. I You're so welcome. You're awesome. I look forward to being here. We're just excited to have you. It's a very intimate situation here in our studio. This is actually my office couch in my backyard. We have not yet figured out how to get this video to record on my iPad, and we are about 13 uh, videos in at this point. So we are going to figure this out. But until then, this is just how it's going to go. So let's start off with our very first question. We ask everybody in the Knoxville market, tell us about you and tell us about your connection to Knoxville. Wow. Uh, I was born in Alabama, but I grew up in Knoxville since I was two years old. Grew up in North Knoxville, uh, Pleasant Ridge, Northwest Junior High, and then I went to Knox Central. After that, moved away after college, came back uh, in 1980, end of 89, first of 90, and I uh, lived in Knoxville for a while, moved to Loudoun County in 1998. Uh, great year to, to move to uh, Knoxville is 1998. <laughs> no doubt. So I've been basically been in uh, Loudoun County since then. Uh, I was in the industrial laundry business after college and did that for total of about 20 years. Hmm. And then, uh, then I decided to get into insurance. Tell us about your insurance company. Well, we started originally about 20 years ago as a farmer's agent for a few years. After that, I had the opportunity to upgrade and go to Nationwide. And so I was nationwide insurance mostly up until about three or four years ago. And now we're fully independent. How interesting. So you went from bump, 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 bump to nationwide is on your side and <laughs> yeah, there you go. so you know that so you sound better than Peyton I do sound better than Peyton Manning let you hey or, or nationwide pa- call well, me I don't know about Brad Paisley though I don't know he's pretty fantastic isn't he he is he's I don't know good. but you're completely independent when did this happen tell us about that well it actually we've got another one another thing that happened to me about six months ago however in nationwide officially was about two years ago they started the process about five years ago and it went in stages. So commercial, we were independent about five years ago and about two years ago, independent on the uh, personal line side. So we had a little bit of a mix on that. And then six months ago, I actually merged with another company in Nashville, which we got a lot bigger. And total now we have seven offices. But then the same time we signed the paperwork to merge, we actually merged again with a larger company that's a three and a half, four billion dollar company, which is called the Levitt Group. The Levitt Group, I think, is the eleventh largest or twelfth largest insurance company in America. They're like three and a half, four billion dollars. And the good thing about them, they've been around since nineteen forty nine. And then what they do is allow us to spend more time on the people. We're still local, we still make local decisions, unlike most large companies. Uh, but they have all the accounting they do advertising. They have, they have somebody in place for HR for all your the parts of a business. That if you're a person like I am uh, and you are, the, the parts you do not like running are the paperwork and the busy stuff dealing that with things that, uh, one, that don't make any money uh, and take up most of your time. With this, they take care of all that with all the people they have in place. If my phone doesn't work, I'll get on my cell phone, call IT. They have 16 people in the IT department. They will call and get my phone uh, working. 
How we all need one of those. What is the name of this company again? We're just going to make them do all of our stuff. They should branch out to every industry. They, well, they probably should. They, they're, they're, <laughs> and they have other companies besides that because they operate insurance companies on their own as well. Interesting. But everything's part of the larger group, so it's uh, it's a great thing. They're just now coming on this side of the country. Hmm. Uh, they were out, out on the West Coast, like I said, since 1949. So it's a great company hmm. to be a part of. Well, there's there you go. Knoxville is, we talk about this on a lot of the podcasts, people outside of the nation do not see Knoxville as a big town. They're like, oh, it's just some some hick town that houses a college football stadium, a hospital, and uh, some nuclear, some bombs that we created back in the day in the secret city. But people largely don't understand. The number one football team in the country. Number one football team in the country. Today. Today. For first time history. First time in history. So I never knew that I was going to be able to make it because in 98, that was like the biggest thing that we had ever seen. But this is this has been Knoxville, Tennessee is nationally known, but really and truly nationally underrated. You've traveled all over the country. You've had some pretty amazing opportunities and you've still decided to stay here. What has kept you wanting to stay somewhere like Knoxville instead of like uh, Los Angeles or Miami or in New York where insurance companies are bound? What draws you to Knoxville? What keeps you here? One, mainly the people. I enjoyed it. I love the environment. I love being able to uh, see the mountains, see the lakes, and do all that. I had an opportunity when I graduated college. I moved to Dallas, Texas. Then I went to Birmingham, Alabama. Then Memphis, Tennessee. So I've seen that. And I traveled all over the country with my job. So for four days a week, I was traveling in a plane going somewhere. Um, I made the decision then. Everybody that I ran into that had lived in Knoxville, and we would run into people from all over the country. And I would be trying to sell them something. We were talking. They said, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Knoxville. They said, oh, we lived there for a year. I wish I could move back. And this is – and I did not meet anyone that didn't want to. The closest place that I enjoyed living besides Knoxville is probably Birmingham, Alabama. Interesting. Uh, Birmingham is a lot like Knoxville with the exception of instead of wearing orange, you have to wear uh, red or blue. But uh, besides that, orange is such a good yeah, color. Yeah, everybody looks good in orange, right? So true. Orange so, is the new black. That's right. Yeah. So uh, besides that, I just enjoyed. I was. I look forward to coming back to Knoxville just to uh, uh, environment. Everything about Knoxville is good, especially. I agree. People. I agree, and that is the number one thing that everybody on the podcast so far has said. The people are what keep them in Knoxville. It's very interesting. So we've got a list of questions here for you. I'm super excited. I want to get into a few very specific things because one of the things that I did not know about you that I just found out is you were a scout for the Citrus Bowl. The Citrus Bowl. Yes. What? So I call Bart about, I don't even know, something real estate related, I have no doubt. And Bart's like, well, I'm in the car. I'll have to call you back. I'm scouting out the Citrus Bowl. And then, of course, I'm like, dot, 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 what? So tell us about how somebody from Knoxville, Tennessee gets to do something that big nationally that makes an impact on the whole nation and the sports community. Well, actually, I feel lucky to be able to do it. I had a friend that was been a Citrus Bowl scout for about 10 years, and he helped me get into it. And uh, you pick several games. You pick different ones, and you go to the game. You get to sit up in the press box, which is nice. And uh, I just got back from Wake Forest and watched uh, Wake Forest in Boston College. And it, it, the interesting part about that one is I ran in uh, – the, the uh, athletic director first. We were meeting with him. And then, uh, not the athletic director, We the assistant athletic director. 
he introduced us to the athletic director, who is a former UT athletic director. Naturally. Which was funny. Naturally. And then we got to talk to him a couple times. And then their basketball coach was a coach under Bruce Pearl, who's the head basketball coach, uh, Steve Forbes at uh, Wake Forest now. Their voice of the Deacons was a UT graduate, which was kind of neat. And, and so there was four main people that we talked to, and all of them had Tennessee ties. And it was great. And we got up in the press box. Uh, everybody was really nice. Of course, they feed you pretty good. And uh, they wanted the one thing Wake Forest, you know, they would love to go to the Citrus or the Cheez-It Bowl because the two are put together. As far as scouting. Orange juice and Cheez-Its. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> everything everything goes good with Cheez-Its, though. So true. They are good. They are so good. They are good. Please sponsor my channel. That's right. <laughs> so here's the deal. I had this conversation with somebody two or three podcasts ago, and the situation was the exact same. Everywhere they went, they talked about running into somebody that was either wearing a UT hat, a UT shirt. They had worked in Knoxville, went to school in Knoxville, knew somebody that went to school in Knoxville, married somebody that was from Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee is so connected, and I don't think that people really understand the draw. And I know that the retirement community is a big draw here. I mean, we have a lot of lake property. But my next question to all interviewees is, how do you see Knoxville changing to attract the younger group to get this entire situation, like moving forward with the 5G networks and a lot of the tech industry that's obviously moving here for tax breaks? How do you see that changing and what would you do to attract the younger people to come in for jobs and industry? Well, you know, I used to think of myself as one of those young people. but now As did I. I. So <laughs> now, now I don't. So that, that might be an issue. You know, we've still got Oak Ridge, and we've got one of the uh, – it depends on what time of the day it is. Sometimes we're the, we've got the fastest computer in the world, and some days we don't. So we've got that going for us. The technological corridor uh, has a lot of businesses. So basically, if you bring industries in that support the young people, they'll come. Yeah. I think, And then they'll like it here because we have a lot to do. You got to think within a day's drive, eighty percent of America's population is here. So you can li- you can go to Atlanta for the d- a day trip and come back. You know, you may get on this side of Atlanta and not get on the other side for about an hour or two. But <laughs> especially two o'clock in the yeah, afternoon, totally fine. Afternoon. Two but, until ten. <laughs> yeah, par- park up there and they, they park up there and take yeah. the subway in. Park at Marietta. Yeah, park in Marietta and take the subway in. And you can get there in 10 or 15 minutes. But there's a lot to do in Atlanta. The Nashville is incredible right now. Mm-hmm. So, And all that is very close to Knoxville. So you can live in Knoxville and enjoy other parts of the country. You know, that is one of the biggest draws. We are not an international airport. We are regional. However, our Puddle Jumper airports go to every single national and international airport within 30 minutes. So you can be in Atlanta. You can be in Nashville. You can be in Lexington. You can be in Charlotte in a 30-minute flight or a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And that's something yeah. unheard of. Well, not Charlotte in two-and-a-half hours. Asheville. But still, yeah. something unheard of in other small towns. Right. And uh, I used to fly out of here uh, probably 25, 30 years ago. And every time it was like 27, 28 minutes, I'd catch a flight on Delta and go to Atlanta. And then we'd go wherever we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, every once in a while, you'd get one to Cincinnati, and then you would go somewhere. And today, you know, you've got a legion in here. You can go to the beach. You can go to Orlando, Tampa, uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, Savannah, all on a legion for a really good price. I love Orlando, Florida. I'm going to retire there, I think. Yeah. I am. I love the Disney. All right. Next question. What do we've got here? 
Okay, this is a really good question, and I ask this question to everybody that has relocated here. We've asked a lot of sports athletes. I've had a few pro athletes on. They live all over the country. You've lived all over the country. How does it feel different here versus, say, Baltimore or uh, Nashville even or Miami or Dallas? What is the feeling, the overall feeling that Knoxville gives you versus everywhere else? Probably um, a warmness. Is probably the biggest thing. Dallas had a good bit of warmness there when I lived there. I moved there on August 1st, so that's the only place I've ever lived. We're not talking about temperature, but I get it. That was a hilarious double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was probably the worst day in history to move to Dallas, Texas. Because <laughs> 800 degrees. Yeah. I've never seen heat come out of a car before until I moved to Dallas after my first day of the, on the job. See, I felt like that when I went to San Antonio. So I got to San Antonio, I got out of the car, and immediately I was drenched in my own sweat, and there was no need whatsoever to have worn a suit anywhere I went for that entire week. I remember we were over there, and I got to meet some people at work, and we were talking, and they said, well, we can take a, a cheap flight on Southwest, because they were just starting up, or they, they were a young airline out of Love Field, and go to Houston for the weekend. And I was sitting there talking to them, and they said, it is kind of warm. It's warmer than it, it's warmer than it is here. And uh, <laughs> I decided not to go. So. Houston. I hate Houston. Oh, if, I, I've never been, but they it's say it. Yeah. So I, just, I never will forget that. <laughs> we went to Houston for our youngest daughter's track nationals tournament. Now, every year they move it somewhere else. So one year we were in Florida, when we, one year we were in Charlotte, you know, normal places. And then the next year we were in Houston. Right. Never again, Houston. That was, there was thousands of parents and they were all just falling out. Not enough water. Yeah. And so you do things for marketing to help mm -hmm. your job. And I do the same thing on my job. But probably the greatest marketing feat ever was bringing the Olympics to Atlanta mm, when, yeah. they, when they said, that the average temperature is 81 degrees and the Olympics were going to be in the summer. They just didn't tell them that it's nicknamed Hot Atlanta for something else. <laughs> Hot Atlanta for the moisture yeah. damage. So everybody was dying in Atlanta and they were, they were expecting 81 degrees when they got here. They were so, expecting the 81 and dry. They yeah, got 81 yeah. going on 112. Yeah, I'd say at least 100 that year. Oh, it was rough. That was a rough year. I remember going. That was that, actually we still go down there and look at that and I think how did all these people fit into Atlanta, Georgia? Oh, wow. Just what crazy. about the World's Fair in Knoxville? 1982. I was a year old. I did attend. I actually have some World's Fair paraphernalia here. Remind me before you leave. I'll get you one. I have these little necklace holders. Oh wow! That Harry gave me. Wow. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the World's Fair was awesome. I worked there. So uh, where did you work at? Which booth? Well, I didn't work in a booth. I worked at the Sun Sphere, and then I worked at the um, Pembroke. Pembroke was luxury condominiums, no so all yeah. the all the uh, celebrities that came in stayed at the Pembroke. So I got to meet Jane Polly, Willard Scott, Bryant Gumble, uh, the Prince of the the Prince of Jordan, who's now king. He was there. Uh, Should I mean, be calling him. Just like hey, we're coming to hang yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing the number of people that we got an opportunity to meet there. And then, uh, of course, I worked in the Blue Room part of the time. I ran the elevator part of the time at the Sun Sphere. And then I worked in the Blue Room, which is with their high-end restaurant. Oh. And so we got to meet a lot I of I never people. got to see anything like that because I think there was a fire. And then they rebuilt the Sun Sphere eight to nine times on the inside. It just never recovered from well, all well, the loss. 
when I was there, there was about a fire because I had to set up the uh, uh, desserts and you have to set them up in a cart. And if you put the bottle in the wrong spot, when they do the flaming uh, desserts, it'll shoot straight up the top. Well, that's exciting. Experience. I know. I know. Thank God there were no cell phones back then. (laughs) Very true. Very true. All right. What do you think the biggest misconception about Knoxville, Tennessee is? What do people outside of this country who've never been here or in the nation, never been here, think about Knoxville that is so wrong that every time you talk to them, you just get this look like, what? Where did you hear that? What is your thoughts on the biggest misconception about Knoxville? Well, I always kid about the shoes because everybody thinks because everybody's hillbilly. Um, Knoxville has a lot to offer. Uh, You don't have you have arts, but you don't have. Like the massive arts, you know, Asheville has a lot more arts yeah. probably than they have in Knoxville. But you, you're so close to everything else. Uh, you've got nice hotels. You've got really good places to eat. Um, the food is pretty good. The people are good. And once you visit Knoxville, then you like it. Nobody ever wants to leave. Right. When they, they really don't. I mean, I, I'm a realtor. Other realtors will say, hey, I'm driving through Knoxville. I'm going to stay in Pigeon Forge. Can we meet up? And I'll meet them in downtown Knoxville. And they'll be like, got anything for sale i I love this place so i'm like please don't come here and be more competition for me but (laughs) yeah i mean we don't have the greatest downtown in the world but we've got a good downtown but there's so much to do you've got a little bit of everything here in knoxville i agree with that i think that a lot of people just kind of throw the baby with the bathwater about knoxville like well they're missing teeth they don't wear shoes they're uneducated and i'm thinking to myself all right we'll come check it out we'll take we'll take you on a tour I think you're missing out. Well, you think about Oak Ridge and all the smart people that live in Oak Ridge that help, you know, besides uh, everybody thinks about the top, the bomb, mm-hmm. but you also, if I remember right, the pet scanning machine, mm-hmm. yeah. it was partially developed in Oak Ridge. Um, the neutron displacement unit. Of course, right. I'm going to say that wrong, but that was it created here. Oh, and, the, and there's so many in the real estate world. The 3D camera Mm -hmm. was developed uh, down there, if I I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And I need to to ask this guy to be on my uh, show, but the cameras, the in-car and on-car cameras from NASCAR were created right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. There you go. Right? It's the little things that people just don't know. That's right. Yeah. You have to get him on your show. I'm going to have to ask. All right. Next question. Ooh, this is a good one. What do you think are the next big opportunities for Knoxville? So we're in a growth pattern in Knoxville right now, and that pattern is causing some some hiccups, I would say. We've got some sprawl going on within the county, and a lot of people are focusing in on the city limits and trying to move out toward the suburbs. How do you see that affecting Knoxville? What would you do to add value to the conversation that's happening right now with growth, and how do you see that impacting the outskirts of the Knoxville market in the future? I just think it needs to be control growth. I don't know if you can control it because when you have a down economy, which you can go to, Knoxville doesn't get affected like everybody else because we have such a variety of people. And so we're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to grow west or north, east, and south. And so you've got the mountains, the most visited state park in the country. Was it 10 million people? Uh, yeah, a year. Uh, a year that go there. So no matter what, Knoxville is going to grow, or this whole area is going to grow. And so you just kind of got control it. Uh, I hope they get the traffic situation to where uh, that that's probably the biggest thing is to make sure traffic. I would not mind seeing another loop go around from Oak Ridge like they planned probably 10 years ago. And that was actually 20 years ago, and they never finished it. 
Yeah, that part would be great. <laughs> hey, it, it took them. It Come took on, T dot. It took them what fifty, sixty years to get the uh, the Smoky Mountains True. completed. So, and we finally got that done. Yep. So. Maybe it'll happen. You never know. Well, I tell people all the time, Knoxville's a bunch of hurry up and wait, and it's the perfect place to wait. Yeah. So I'm never really in a hurry. Yeah, but that would, I think that would help a lot. I think anytime you do a bypass, look at what happened in Nashville. They do a bypass, people come. That's very true. I never thought, when they finished that bypass, I had just moved out of Nashville in 2012. And it, was, it wasn't all the way finished, but it was decently driven. There was a lot of potholes. But even then, nobody would use it, and now it's completely full. Right, and you got Pellissippi Parkway they could finish out. That's very, and you can do about 120 miles an hour on Pellissippi Parkway for now. If you have a fast car, that's the place to test it out. No comment. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> we're gonna go with the. <laughs> you crack me up, are you? Yeah. He is one of my favorite. He never not makes me laugh. One of my favorite people I've ever met. All right, no comment. Okay, we're <laughs> we're gonna go fire round. Oh, Lord. Okay. Favorite restaurant? Normal restaurant I go to would be, uh, every day is going to be Aubrey's. Ah! We've had so many people say Aubrey's, it's mine too. Okay, go. Well, it's always good. So you always like Aubrey's, right? Very consistent. I grew up eating at Litton's. I always enjoyed going to Litton's. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about Litton's. Yeah, oh, that strawberry cake. Jaboni's um, Pizza. If I'm going to go to pizza, yeah. I like Gavin at Jaboni's. Yeah. is very, very good. Uh, Archer's Barbecue. I think, you know, if you're going to go to barbecue... Go to Archer's. Is uh, that the one off of he's got four Sutherland? Locations. No, no, that that's dead end. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, Arch- Where's Archer's? Archer's, he's got uh, several. One on Kingston Pike, or two on Kingston Pike, actually. Uh, one in Halls, and uh, one in Seymour they just opened up. And they're wow. opening up a steakhouse, from my understanding, off North Shore coming up. Oh, now that's exciting news. Yeah. North Shore needs some more restaurants. Yeah. There's very fire, few fire and smoke. Yeah. So it just depends. You know, if you're going to have a breakfast, there's a, you know, that's one thing Lenore City needs is a good besides Cracker Barrel. Crack, you know, a lot of one thousand percent. Sometimes you can't get in it, but a nice uh, mom and pop breakfast place in Lenore City. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would be nice. Farragut could use one as well. I don't. They've got scrambled Jakes, but that's in West West Knoxville. Right. And then you've got um, the one in Turkey Creek that I can't remember the name of. But it stays pretty packed. But there's not really, there's on not, this whole not, side of Knoxville, there's really not a, a breakfast place. There's not one associated, not associated with a chain here. That's true. So, uh, Nick and Jay's off Pellissippi. I don't yep. know if you've been there. It's yep. very, you know, they've got good food. Uh, I'll go there very, um, you know. And I didn't get this body from not finding restaurants. <laughs> Knoxville's a food town, friends. So. Food town. Okay. Favorite gas station. 90% of the time, probably Wiggles or Pilot. As Wiggles is the place to go. That's the number one. We've had a few people that said um, that place off of Bucky's. Bucky's? I have not been to Bucky's yet. I found a Bucky's. I went to the first time coming back from Atlanta a month ago, month and a half ago. I stopped at Bucky's just for fun. Yeah. How and long were you there? I, I was there short because I just wanted to walk in and see it because it was about 1130 at night mm. uh, driving back uh, from Atlanta. And so then I came back, and then I was coming back from Nashville two weeks ago, and then I stopped. I went in for very quick, and then 30 minutes later, I came out. Did you get some beef jerky? I tried it. I, I heard there's a beef jerky it. wall. There is. There's one of those. I got a barbecue or a, a brisket sandwich they had. I just had to try it because it was right in front of me. 
uh, a bunch of peanuts. So just food. Yeah, I love peanuts. And so my biggest thing is peanuts. And they have a lot of peanuts. And so I got some peanuts to eat. Uh, And I I just wanted to mainly look around and see what it was like. And it is a neat place. All right. Favorite bar? You assume I go to a bar? I assume everybody goes to bars. That's all there. Half the restaurants in Knoxville are bars. Wow, that would be it. That's probably the toughest slash pub. I mean, it's kind of the same or brewery. That's all for. That's all the same. Uh, I'm a uh, Green Bay Packer fan, and okay. the Packer backers meet at Casual Pine on North Shore. So the Casual Pine on North Shore also hosts the Ohio State Alumni Knoxville Association. They do. I think that's a great group of people. That's so interesting. And they decorate it for the Packers when we were there. That's funny. So that is very good. Since I was a little kid, I've always been a Packer fan. Casual Pine's a locally owned company as well. Yep, that is So every place that he has mentioned, as has everyone else, is all locally owned, even though Knoxville has plenty of opportunity for chain restaurants. Every person we've asked has all said something locally owned and operated, whether they knew it or not. That is true. And and you think about some of the chain restaurants were started in Knoxville or East Tennessee. Mm -hmm, Yeah. You know, Crystal's out of uh, Chattanooga, Wendy's. Dave Thomas was from Knoxville, worked at Regus. And part of that whole group is Mike Connor at Connor's. Oh, some of the best food. You didn't think about I just thought about it. I always think Connor concepts, and I'm like, well, but they have so many concepts, so it's always hard to pick the one. Yeah, from Chop House, Mm -hmm. you know, they have great food. Oh, yeah. Chop House is fantastic. Every one of their restaurants is good. That's a staple on Cedar Bluff. You have to go there. All right. We've got restaurant, gas station, bar, slash pub, slash brewery. What's your favorite entertainment place in Knoxville? Neyland Stadium. Neyland Stadium, because we're the number one football team in the nation as of today. You're welcome, America. (laughs) And, you know, the excitement, too, you think about ladies' balls, basketball. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the baseball team, and you've got the basketball team. Mm -hmm. Who just beat what number two Gonzaga? Yeah, in a, in a fake match. Yeah, about twenty points. Yeah. and then the football team. And not only that, you looked at the track team. All the teams that are doing good at Tennessee right now, everything's going great here. Our track team is really fantastic, actually, and we have a lot of pro athletes that come out of our track team. We didn't even know it. And Ocho Cinco was here at the ball game Saturday night. His daughter is looking to go to Tennessee. From my understanding, well, I offered to help him buy a condo for her. So. Oh, there you go. And for for uh, for running track, so uh, we need to we need to be uh, doing something to try to lure her to Tennessee. We well, we need an indoor track. Area. We don't have an indoor track facility. We're the only southeastern college uh, in a D one really that does not have an indoor track, which is interesting, or pole vaulting, which is odd. So I think that's something that Randy Boyd uh, he had donated Boyd Stadium, renamed the track stadium, and he's been working on that. So I think that's something that should come up in the future. Just, uh-huh. just throwing this out here to the, the guy that seems to be connected. I got a feeling that if you've already Randy Boyd's the guy. If he wants it to happen, <laughs> it'll happen. He's he's on our list to, to interview, so we'll get there. All right, favorite airport, and we and this is a, wow. this is something people don't know. There's more than one. There are. Of course, I, I fly. When I fly, a lot of times I'll go to Knoxville downtown. Uh, McGee Tyson is a good, easy airport to fly out of. Are you talking about locally? Yeah, Knoxville. Knoxville area. Yeah, Knoxville downtown, or island home, whatever you want to call it, is a nice little airport to fly in and out of and, and do some things. McGee Tyson, when you're flying out of, is so easy. Okay. Last question. Best kept secret in Knoxville that no one else would know about unless they came to visit you and you took them there or showed them something secret. Wow. 
And you expect us to tell you about it? Yes. Wow. I think everybody needs to know all the fun, cool things. Well, actually, East Tennessee's got some really good fishing. Oh, that's so true. You don't think about it. We've got a few tournaments that come here and that during striper season. A lot of people you'll see out there fishing. Everybody does pretty good fishing here. We don't put weights in our fish either. So, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a whole thing about this about two weeks yeah, ago. That, that, it's kind of guy, a thing. I know. He, he has a, a fish that weighs like 400 pounds yeah. or something. I guess they put too much lead in it. You know. But, it wasn't on fire or glowing, so they didn't get out of Oak Ridge. He must have been a NASCAR fan. If you don't get caught, it's not cheating. That is so fair. Rubbin's racing, friends. Rubbin's racing. Okay. This is Bart Howell, one of my bestest friends locally here. We appreciate you watching Connect the Knox with Julia Hurley. Until next time, my friends, let us know if you have questions about Knoxville. We're happy to help. Bart, how can people find your insurance company? Well, we're main location uh, for me is on 321 in Lenore City. Uh, phone number is 865-986-2121. That makes it easy. Friends, if you're looking for insurance or looking for somebody to help you know all the things about Knoxville, Bart Howell's your guy. And again, thank you so much for watching Connect the Knox. Have a great